and we will have a driver for you. You will have an allowance. You will have an apartment to stay in. Wow. I was like, this is some nonsense. What is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, I would have thought but that I too. But I did reply. <laughs> you got to okay. double check. Hello, Cravers. This is your host, David Suh, and you're listening to the episode 17 of Weekly Cravings, the show where we help you and equip you with the right tools to take a step further uh, into creating a lifestyle around your passion. Today, we have Tree from Treehouse Productions. What up? Hello. Hi. Oh, you came in a little too, too fast, but, <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. I was going to give an intro, but you know what? You have a beautiful, beautiful voice. <laughs> Tell everyone what you do, Tree. Well, right now I'm getting gathered by the great David. Yes, we're going to have some fun. I am Tree, and I am very thankful and grateful to be here today. Thank you for being here. In your presence. Oh, my goodness. You and Sean are wonderful <laughs> humans. And uh, what I do is I use my voice to draw you in to the magic. Wow. On radio, TV, internet, audiobooks. I sing jingles. I'm a voiceover talent. I'm also a producer. Uh, and the two do go hand in hand, especially these days. There's not anybody working the board for me. <laughs> mm, real, real quick, Tree. What are some tips for me right off the bat? How, how should I, is there ways I can uh, project better, talk better to my, uh, to my audience, to the cravers? Well, you speak from here, mm-hmm. I feel, don't, you don't speak from your throat okay. at all. You okay. speak. Is that bad? No, actually, it's because it's rich. Sound. Uh, oh. You have a rich voice to me. Oh. And um, I would say you probably could stand to project a little except there's a calmness about you Mm. that um i feel helps you to uh lead the way that you do and Uh kind of draw the guest in to whatever you want them to say (laughs) there's a way you talk though tree there's like this kind of a cadence yeah oh wow yeah, just beautiful words. <laughs> it's cadence. It's like, well, it comes from, I think, being a singer as well. Mm. And so uh, it, I believe in showing up and showing out. And so yeah. if I yeah. use my body a little bit, my okay. head right. and my shoulders, right. it just helps create whatever I'm trying yeah. to create. If I'm narrating a book, um, about for children, then mm-hmm. I'm going to position myself differently. Like Mary had a little lamb, and sometimes I'll grab my chest to help uh, me just to. Yeah. It's almost like I'm pushing myself right. down right. to get down to a child's level. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm trying to sell furniture, then I'm going to get very loud and right. talk to you like this right. because you need to buy this couch. What if I? What if I want to be? What if I'm more attracted to the? Uh, Tree speaking to children way to buy the furniture. Well, then I'm going to come down <laughs> like this and talk about why you want your child to be safe at night. Oh, wow. Look so at, look much at this going go. on in the world. You know, I can yeah, just yeah, turn yeah. out into whomever, really. Wow. So. That's, that's my next skill to work on, Sean. <laughs> you really could have 
the two, I mean, with everything that you have going on here, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, oh don't give me any My ideas. competition. <laughs> well, Tree, today you're here to talk to about um, how to make it in the voice acting world. And I feel like, you know, yes, that's very industry specific, but there's a lot of things we can take away from that, uh, whatever industry we're all in. Um, well, let's go for a little background story. So I started off singing as a child. Uh, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, originally, Motown. So <laughs> as a young child, I sang in church. Church is really big in the black community. And so that's where I got my start. And I actually could sing. And so uh, from there, uh, did a lot of radio stuff, um, probably set up kind of like what's happening now with people mm. who podcast on their yeah, own yeah. and um, doing different contests and winning those contests and uh, then kind of had a little pause in life having to grow up a little quicker than most. So uh, in my adult, more well, I'd say high school, I was in a lot of plays and winning talent shows wow. and just really music helped to uh, empower me. Like if I didn't have the clothes that other people had or the money, I had music, mm. I had my singing and yeah. I could do that. And then they would like me, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it was really uh, a mental exercise of sorts, right. a self-esteem builder. Yeah. And as an adult, still singing, traveling, uh, I moved from Detroit to Atlanta because at that time, everybody was in Atlanta. <laughs> Tony Braxton, TLC, Babyface, and I had a plan. I was going to go to LaFace Records and get a contract. Yeah. I did not get a contract. Mm. I did do some work on the label, background singing, for a group, and um, and then I started singing in bands in Atlanta. Okay. Corporate bands. Okay. Which is What's kind corporate of, bands? So you know the band at the Christmas party. Ah. Okay. You know, okay. That's singing Tina Turner songs <laughs> and, but I was getting a check, so. Yeah, but not the most glorious. Right. But then you're getting the check. Right. And the check that would then allow me to produce and write and do my own music. Yeah. Independently. And independent music was really big in the South, in, mm. in Atlanta. Indie, indie, um, indie artists. Yeah, yeah. Just there, and I think Seattle, too, at that time, just really groundbreaking. Right. How do we hold up, though? I feel like, there's, as you said, there's, there's a lot of people doing that at the same time. Mm -hmm. How do you, what do you do in that situation? Well, if you are 25 years old, which I would have been at that time, uh, you do a lot of crying because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to get the deal. You want right, to be right. the best. You are you, want are you like handing out mixtapes and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah? Yes. Uh, CD Baby. Anybody know what I'm talking about? CD Baby What's was CD Baby? prime time for artists who wanted to uh, make their own music, put it on a, in a CD, mm. put it in a cut with a cover on it. I mean, I had all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. And I had boxes yeah. and boxes of CDs. 
in my basement. And every time I did a show, I would rack up those CDs Mm. and sell them after the show. $10, $10 at festivals. and, And I don't, and then the next thing I know, I was in Taiwan. Oh, uh, performing. Yeah. And because that's what you do, whatever you want to do, be and have. Taiwan. Yeah. That's a big difference. Well, what's funny, and I'm really big into manifesting and journaling. And I remember I would take my kids to school and I would say, you know, little things that I say. And, um, I would say things like, yep, mommy's going to be in Asia. Mommy's going to be in Asia because I know that in those countries, they appreciate good singers, quality R&B. And I knew that I wanted to be in Asia. I did not dream for one second Mm. that I would be in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. And um, it happened. I thought it was a joke when they emailed me. Who emailed you? Some guy Named Harry. Harry from, Harry from Taiwan. From Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar, okay. Was the club. Yeah. That's and a cool was, name, by the way. Good job, Harry. Stellar. Yeah. I mean, it was just she, she, foo, foo. Like, I like mm. it. And they treated me well, and I had a ball. And, but I didn't believe him at first. Yeah. And I thought it was a scam. Yeah. And so they connected. What did the email read? Like, what did it say? Hi, Tree. Um, I'm paraphrasing. We would like to make you an offer to come to Taiwan for a term of four to six months. While you are here, you will be singing three, four nights a week. You will be off three days a week. We will pay you the sum of $1,200 a week. And we will have a driver for you. You will have an allowance. You will have an apartment to stay in. Wow. I was like, this is some nonsense. What is yeah, this? Yeah, I would have thought but that But I too. did reply. <laughs> you got to okay. double check. I said. You got to double check. Well, hold up. Before the res- response, how did you get that email from him from the first place? So honestly, David, I still really don't know to this day. That's why I'm telling you about the power of me writing things out and saying things out. Hold up. You're saying you put it in a journal and then Harry from Taiwan from Brown Sugar just kind of emailed you? Nobody can tell me how he found me. I kept asking like, well, did you see me performing in Atlanta? And he said that Dark, which was another guy that worked at the club, Dark told him to call me and then dark said that andy who owned the club found me and then i was just like forget it i'm not supposed to know and i'm telling you a true story in that story yeah and but before i agreed to anything they connected me with another singer her name was tiffany abril Mm -hmm. and she would talk to me leading up to because they contacted me in july and i left in february and this is in 2008 oh so you had like a good like a lot of time right to prepare well i had to get music together they Mm. wanted sheet music yeah it's not the band was a real band Mm -hmm. like they Mm -hmm. wanted charts yeah 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 and as you know people don't do that anymore Mm -hmm. and so um i had to prepare i had to i had two children Right, okay, right. at the time and was married. So a lot of preparation, grateful for the time that led up to it, um, was terrified. But Tiffany, she would talk to me at least once a month because she was there and then 
she was also traveling all over the place to other places. Is Tiffany from America, too? She is. She's uh-huh. a, a African-American singer. Same thing. Um, so she helped me yeah. a great deal with all the trepidation I had about yeah. it. So I went, and it was amazing. And when I came back, I kind of, I think football players might feel like this. When you are not doing what you are created to do, um, it's it's just an emptiness inside. Mm. And yeah. I was fiending for that feeling. And it's not a feeling of an audience adoration or... It's just that feeling of um, I just am transported into yeah. something else. Yeah. And you should feel like that when you are doing whatever you're doing throughout the day, I right, think. Right, right, So you're saying you felt that emptiness when you came back? Yes. Okay. Uh, I had a hard time. Yeah. A very hard time. And so I started singing a lot at church. And getting really involved. Mm-hmm. And I always have liked talk radio. Yeah. And I would listen to it at night. And it was weird. I had to have sound in my ear. And um, my uh, then husband said, why don't you go to school for broadcasting? He had gone down to the station to sh- uh, do a commercial for his law firm. And he was like, you could do this. This is you all day. Yeah. And really encouraged me to get into school. Yeah. Back into school. And so I went to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And this is how bad, this is how you know you want something. I was working. Mm -hmm. The courses that I were taking was a fast track. And I had to be there every single day. Yeah. And my boss really, really loved me. And allowed me, I went to school in the morning and then work was an hour away from school. And then I had someone watching the kid. I I mean, when you want something bad enough, you will do whatever Mm. you have to do to see that thing come to fruition. Yeah. And I did. And I just knew I was going to get a job on a major radio station. And (laughs) I was a bomb producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Didn't no. happen? No. What happened? <laughs> again, and I say again because my path seems to always take me on a non-traditional route. Hmm. Um, I ended up finding my own internship mm-hmm. and going to an AM station, which I didn't mind that because, again, I told you I love talk radio. Yeah. And when I got to the station, there was a show there that needed a producer badly. Yeah. And, but I wasn't going to volunteer. I was doing the weather. Yeah. And one of the show's hosts, he banged on the door and he was like, his voice is kind of weird. His name is Griff and he talks like this. And he's on national radio now. But um, he was like, you going to produce our show. Hold on, did you have producing background before No, that? no. So why are they coming to you? Because I bring order to situations, okay. David. Okay. And that's all production is. Yeah. You don't need a background to mm. do a lot of things that we're all out here doing every day. Right. If you're a mother 
which I am, mm-hmm. if you're running a household, mm-hmm. which I did, yeah. I am producing. Yeah. I am not oh, just yeah. consuming Definitely. and taking up space. Yeah. I'm producing. Oh, yeah. And so I knew that the show was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I know how radio should sound. Mm-hmm. I have been obsessed with sound, I realize now, since I was a kid. Yeah. I can tell you commercials, you weren't here yet, but from the <laughs> 70s and I've been obsessed with sound. Yeah. It feels good to my ears. Yeah. And so I went in there and I took that show and that was my first break. And I took it to places that I didn't even know I could. Mm, and it, was, yeah. it just felt... Here's another thing. When you're doing what you love, time doesn't exist. Mm. It doesn't exist. So that's when you first realized producing is something that you can be yes. doing. Because, I mean, beforehand, yes, you had the skill sets uh, necessary because your mom, sure. running the house. Sure. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't... You weren't being a producer as a job no, title. No, I mean, I'm keeping things in order, but right. I'm not. But because I'm, for years, listening to talk radio, mm-hmm. I understand time clocks. And, oh, it goes off after 12 minutes, and yeah. then it comes back. And so I was just not really knowing that I was creating a blueprint mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. In Atlanta, you sit in your car a lot going to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I did was listen. Yeah. And so I knew what to do. And I know how to play on if the show is tight, what the show's titles are. That's the music we're going to use to come back from the break. If you just talked about, um, I don't know, I can think of some. If whatever you just talked about, I'm going to bring in the music to make the listener. Right, right, right. So from there, I started working with sports talk shows. Um, As a producer still? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I was just like... Because you, you were owning that. Yeah. yeah. It just gave me a high. Yeah. I can't yeah. explain oh, yeah. it. And so in that, they would be like, well, the sponsors don't want to hear us. Why don't you do the voiceovers? <laughs> Why don't you do these commercials? Yeah. 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 And I was like, what? Yeah. And then I was getting money for it. Mm. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I can do this, too. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing that on the side. Yeah. Like, I would do them at the station, but I would look around and see how to hook up a mic and how to set up things. And I already knew how to use uh, a, so- a specific particular software that I like. Yeah. And I had a Mac. I don't know what that is. I had a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, we're don't sorry. point at my computer. Y'all can't hey, see let me what finish we're doing. my work. Yes. <laughs> Without that, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yes. Thank yes. you, David. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Back to the Mac. So you so you went from um singing mm-hmm. to just kind of finding out that you're a great producer because this guy, Jerry? Griff. 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 With, the, with, the, with the weird voice. Yes, and he, that's he knocked on the door and he was like, Tree, you're going to produce because uh, you can produce. And you started producing. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm really good at this. And all of a sudden, this other dude came in and said, hey, can you voiceover? And you're like, okay, I'll do the voiceover. So he went from singing, produce, producing to voiceovering. <laughs> 
Literally. Now, here's the deal, yeah. David. Yeah. I was afraid. Mm. But I was also not going to tell them I was afraid. Yeah. Because then I'm going to project that fear onto them. Right. I don't know why he came in there. I mean, he obviously had been seeing me there for a while, at least a month. They didn't yeah. even talk to Only me. Only a month? They didn't even talk what to me. What do you mean at least a month? Only a month. Well, they I saw didn't... me going into that, into the studio and producing yeah. those weather bits. Mm. And so people are watching. You think that no one is looking at your post or no one is looking at what you're doing. People mm -hmm. are watching you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they see you being consistent, that is the number one key to my success today is mm. sticking to it. Yeah. And he saw that and I, it just prompted him. And we talk yeah. about it now. But He's, you're sticking to it. You're sticking to what you were doing. And then something else came along and then you took the opportunity. You're showing up like literally and figuratively. Yeah. And as I, it's almost like, and this is a thing um, on Instagram, for example, if you're not posting every single day or right. a lot, right, right, no one's gonna, they're not buying it, what you're s selling. Yeah. I'm yeah, not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You gotta be consistent. You gotta show up. Right. And so right. that, he saw that I was coming in there mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was, I've already shown reliability. Yeah. In a small space. It's not like that particular station was in a big market. Yeah. And I was owning it like it was in my mind. Mm -hmm. And here's another clue to success. In your mind, if you're in New York in your mind, then that's going to come through in your voice. Mm -hmm. Like right now, where are we? We're on Sirius Radio. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Everyone's oh, watching us. Everyone's watching us. From outside. Don't you Hello see world. them in the yes, window? I, I do. Everything I do. is big with me. Mm. And I just project it. Yeah. And I act it out. Yeah. And I think that was another reason why he mm. was like, who is she? Should yeah. be walking in here like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the difference between uh, pr um, putting it out in the world and sort of projecting it versus uh, just faking it till you make it? What is the difference? Yeah. I don't think there's any difference. Oh. No, it's the same. If you want to be, when I was younger, I wanted to be singing on stages. So I had my brush mm -hmm. and my mirror yeah. from Kmart. Yeah. Like that tall mirror you have out there. Mm -hmm. And I was in that mirror every day after school. Yeah. Singing I Want to Dance with Somebody, the entire mm. cassette tape. Yeah. It's, and then it happened. Yeah. It's the same thing. All you're doing is preparing for what is prepared for you. Hmm. Where do you, I asked this to Ike last time, right? I said, yes, you can imagine it. But then at a certain point, the, mm. the universe might say no, right? Like when, when do you, when do you realize for yourself, you know, eh, uh, maybe writing just isn't my thing. And then, you know, cause you have your, pivoting moments for you it was like oh like i'm gonna really invest into singing and then oh look producing came about and then oh because you you weren't trying to be a producer because you didn't even know about that world and then it just came and you took the opportunity and then you found out about the world you, you were going into it and then voiceover 
But then, you know, like I brought up the example last time on Ike's episode of, you know, I want to be a basketball player. Right. But then, you know, like I just I just wasn't gifted the right body <laughs> and just people have better bodies and just different DNA structures for that. Um, and I, I feel like I was born for something else. But if as a little David is really wanting to become an NBA player, but we knew it wasn't going to happen, where, where do I find out I need to maybe make a shift, make, maybe make a pivot? So there's a lot of, I have a lot of, a, spe- a lot of doing that I do, but then I have to give time to just being and being for me is being still and mm. quiet and coming to a place of acceptance mm. yeah, and of reality uh, because you are right. Uh, you, if, if you can't, if you, if it, if it's just not a possibility and as a parent, we see this all the time. Yeah. So maybe we say, well, if you, can't play basketball how about if we like maybe you just want it maybe it isn't that you just want to play maybe you just want to be around mm. that thing yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, then yeah. okay well i can't play for the kings yeah. but i can go work in the king's oh, office yeah. oh, and yeah. so then i still so if you're still fulfilling that thing and we have to be honest with ourselves right. it's got to be time out for um coddling when i grew up Playgrounds were made of metal. I busted my teeth on them. I'm not saying that you children should have to go through that, but I'm saying... Yeah, metal playgrounds too. Okay. (laughs) I walked on a playground the other day that was bouncing under my feet. Oh, I'm I'm surprised about that too. I was like, whoa, these kids got it It's safe. Everything is safe. Yeah. And you, anything, like that idea, people who take risks... Yeah. Those are the ones that are... Do you feel like they need to switch back from bouncy uh, playgrounds to metal so kids can learn the hard way? I do. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. Um, And so... They need to chip their teeth. We don't want to say to people, no, that might not be for you. Right, right, right. But what about if you could go work for the NBA? Yeah. Would it still fulfill you? We're so afraid of oh, yeah. breaking someone's heart or we're afraid of no, but no mm. could really lead to your yes. Oh, yeah. Me not getting a record deal, it led me to finding out that my voice right. is even more, it, it, it has more uses right, than right. just on stages. Right. And I'm still singing and I can again if yeah. I want to. I think as we... That's why I love hearing this journey of everyone I have on the guest because um, even if you have that one one tool or skill or we think it's just one skill, I think we as we go through our journey, it becomes it goes from being one dimensional to to multi-dimensional. You know, like there's multiple sides to it now, as you said. You know, there's there's the voice aspect, but then now there's so much more. There's more um, you realize for yourself, oh, there's so much more value in this than just me being able to sing with it. And my voice isn't just limited to this microphone. Right. My voice is producing those shows right. as well because right. that's still me yeah. working through them. And once you get rid of your ego yeah. and your desire to be out front, I don't have to be out front mm. for my voice to be yeah. heard. Yeah. And you have to know that and be okay with that. And um, 
And I am okay with that. Yeah. And and so to you that wanted to play basketball, yeah. If that is that a real story? I to a little extent. Confession. Not <laughs> David Sue. Everything is gonna be big today, honey. <laughs> I wanted to become um I mean right before finding photography was dance. Yeah. The dance was huge. I, I was like, I heard I you say to... that on another show. You <laughs> yeah, were a yeah. dancer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was putting so much time into it. My mom would always say, stop dancing. Um, start doing your homework. <laughs> start studying <laughs> for the SAT. Yes. Um, I, it was it was less of it was more like your situation where I didn't come to realize it's not possible. It was more of it led me to something else. And right. I've always sort of led uh, through my passion. Something I want to talk about that was really interesting was, you know, the basketball example and then saying we could, we don't have to be in the NBA as an athlete. We could be around it. We could yes. be documenting it. Um, and, you know, I'm a big fan of Gary V. Um, yes. That's what Gary talks about a lot of times too, just self-realization, um, self-awareness. We might be very passionate about NBA, or we might be we might we might love basketball as a sport as we as we play it, but we might not be good enough. Maybe you take yourself out of playing it, and then realize you have another tool that's that you're really good at. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's taking photos or marketing, and then you can still revolve that around basketball. Yes, absolutely, you yeah. must be open and receptive to yeah. the highest good coming to you. Mm-hmm. But you may miss it if right. you are dead set on one way right. there's if you get on the ways app yeah okay i've had to learn this i can get on the ways app and know how to get to my home from here mm-hmm. and if it tells me a different way i'm talking to it what are what are we doing why are we going this way when in reality the doggone app is trying to take me out of traffic yeah. but because i'm so into my will and my way yeah I, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. I'm sitting in traffic now yeah. because I wasn't open. Right, right. And so it is so with life. Right, being open-minded. Let's talk a little bit. We, we heard you a little bit of your story now from the no's now to leading up to the yeses and finding one passion to the other. Um, what was what was one of the lowest points for you in this journey? Um... I would have to say uh, coming to Sacramento, not that Sacramento is low, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Sacramento is fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I was at rock bottom during that time. Yeah. Uh, I was transitioning out of a marriage, and I was uh, thinking that I was going to have to give up my dreams because it's easy to be a freelancer when you're married and Mm. other income is coming in. And so with this life, this path, this career that I have chosen, um, there can be slow times. And so coming to California from Atlanta, I felt low, like I was going to have to go back into a cubicle mm. and work. And I am not anti-cubicle, but for my soul to thrive, I cannot work for anybody. Yeah, I have to be free. Yeah, And I was really faced with the idea that that was all coming to an end mm. because 
I now was on my own. Yeah. With a child. And just the thought of it. And so I drove Lyft. And I had a lot of shame about that. Mm. And I don't know if you've recently heard in the news, uh, there was a young man, he used to be on the Cosby show, and he's an actor. Mm-hmm. And he's done a lot of work. And But when work is slow, he was working at Trader Joe's. Mm. And someone came in there and shamed him for it. They took him, put the information on a, another news program and said, ooh, look what he's doing now. He's working at Trader Joe's. And he talked about the shame. And I know what he speaks of. Mm. And people like us that have non-traditional paths that we have chosen, we get a lot of flack about mm. it. And yeah. so now I've moved to California. I'm a divorcee, a single mom, and I have the audacity to think I'm going to keep freelancing. Right. It was rough. Yeah. Um, emotionally, mentally, I had to do things every day. Look at Gary V's and Chanel Cooper and just different um, um, people to to keep me from falling off the wagon. Yeah. Not to mention going through a divorce. Right. And I drove Lyft. I would get up at 3 o'clock in the morning because I didn't want anybody throwing up in my car. Yeah. And I would drive from 3 to 6.30 a.m. And I would stop, come home, get the child off to school, I was so tired. I just remember being so tired. And then I would get on my computer, get in my closet, because that's where I work, and I would start auditioning. Yeah. And and wait, then, hold up, hold up. I know I, I hate to interrupt, but you like to interrupt. <laughs> he does this on every episode, friends. It's his thing. I think we need a record scratch sound effect. Sean's got it. Chicka, Sean's got it. <laughs> but uh. Off camera, you were saying, you were saying you don't believe in like everyone having to work hard, right? Like the grinding part of it. You said you didn't like the word that. grinding. I hate that. But bringing it back here, like your lowest point, like that's the single thing that got you out. Like you putting in the work, like that's just sheer dedication and work. Saying you know I'm gonna get up at three, and then come back at six thirty and then take the kids to school, and then keep working. I just think that I don't like to look at it as hard and grimy and grinding. I don't want to see it. That's how I keep myself in my happy place. Hmm. It is how I survived. Yeah. And... But at the same time, I was imagining, too, while I was driving that car. And Mm. I would get in that car. I didn't just show, like, all of this that you see right here. Mm -hmm. I showed up like that in my lift. Yeah. For for the podcasters who can't see, she's looking fabulous today. She's working it. Mm. Mm. Yes. (laughs) 
Because when you look good, you feel good. Oh, yeah. And even though I didn't like what I was doing, I was determined to give them an experience. Because as yeah. a producer, it's always about the experience. Mm. And so I was going to continue, as you say. Yeah. That's why faking it till you make it isn't, it's the same. It's, you, we talked about it a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it is the same. I embodied this energy that I wanted to create that I wanted to come to me. So I didn't really have a lot of nonsense getting in my car. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of counseling sessions yeah. going on in mm. there. And I just kept deciding in my mind that this was going to change. And it did. And I, you've got to have an intense focus on not what you don't want, but what you want. And mm. that's all I did was focus on what I wanted. Yeah. And uh, I was ashamed because I'm at that time I was 40 plus years old. Yeah. And the blueprint says that if you go to college and you get married and you have children, you're going to have a happy life. Right. And I don't know if some pages were missing from mine or I don't really know what happened. You're telling me it's not a happy ever after tree? So here's the thing. This is like saying Santa is fake. A lot of my friends noted <laughs> that even though I was driving for Lyft and, you know, getting auditioning and trying working to build my rebuild my business in a totally different city. Yeah. They felt that I was happier than they'd ever seen me. Wow. So there's something to be said about choosing you and doing what you love. Right. And this isn't a rebuke on people who aren't there yet. Right, right. You can get there. Mm -hmm. And if you surround yourself with people, you can't tell everybody what you're about to do. Let me tell you all that, first of all. Yeah. Every Because everyone's not going to get it. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Do you know another reason why you shouldn't tell people? I hear when you tell someone that you're going to do something, you get a fraction of that enjoyment as if you did that already. Mm. Like if I said I was going to um, buy you flowers, mm -hmm. like that was my intention. Mm -hmm. And I was going to surprise you, but I tell you instead, oh, hey, I'm going to buy you flowers tomorrow. Because yeah. that person says, oh, thank you. Yes. Then I already kind of get that good feeling. Yeah. So there's less chance that you actually yes. follow through. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, I, I saw it on YouTube. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense, you know? It like does. if you tell someone, oh, my gosh, I'm going to start my photography business tomorrow. Obviously, they're going to be like, yo, that's really cool. You know, and then you're already going to feel cool when you didn't do it, you know? <laughs> there is power in silence. Yeah. In moving, mm -hmm. like covertly, James Bond, if mm. you will. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to say, like, yeah, James Bond. No, Bond. sorry, I can't say Bond. James Bond. James Bond. Okay, try again. Let's <laughs> Wait, one more time. Seriously, no. All right, all right. Like, yes. let's get into it. Seriously, mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. your body right. Yep, yep. Now go deep. Here, right here. Don't, <coughs> I didn't say deep in your voice. I said go, because yes, you speak from here. Yes. All right, let's go. Sorry, can you, can you lead? 
David, I have a mission for you. Are you ready? David. <laughs> Forget it. Next question. All right, all right. He is a horrible <laughs> student, and y'all should have seen him in here with the strap out on me. He's a great leader, but can he be led? Oh, jeez. Well, we'll do one at the end of the episode. I'll have okay. I'll, I'll have it ready. All right, professor. Yeah. <laughs> but going to the real question here, um, how to make it in the voice acting industry? Sure. What has worked for me, uh, I strongly, I'm a strong proponent of pay to play. No, we're not talking about payola, the music industry. What is payola? That's another show. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Pay to play. So a lot of times people don't realize or want to acknowledge the idea of, they, they just think that something should come to them. And Maybe that's true in some professions. Like you shouldn't be, if you're a model and someone's telling you you need to pay me $50 and I'm going to, I'd be suspect of that. But Mm -hmm. in the world of voiceover, um, I have benefited a great deal from a company that I actually pay a yearly subscription to have scripts sent to me. Hmm. And it's a nominal fee for the kind of legitimate scripts that I get and the the money that I am making from these scripts. I don't get chosen every time, and the platform has really strict um, regulations in terms of making sure that everyone gets a chance to audition. I can only audition for like four reads a day. And so therefore I'm very particular about the reads that I choose. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. So this is, um, this is like an online huge scale audition. Yes. So you get to pick your trend, uh, you get to pick your scripts and then you do it. If you get picked, then they take it and then you get paid. Right. Okay. Exactly. I apologize if I wasn't clear. So yes, and they will, you post, you've got to have a reel. First and foremost, you need a reel as yeah. a voiceover talent. Yeah. And when I say you need a reel, don't get it twisted. You don't need to have already booked a gig. Mm. You can find scripts all over the internet. Right. You would, as a voiceover talent, also have to have the equipment. Mm-hmm. People want me to work with them can you work with me? And then the first thing I say is, do you have a microphone? Like you need a microphone at the very least yeah. to start doing something like this. Um, the equipment to do this, again, it's just not expensive. You need to be able to do the production part of it as well. S- again, don't be intimidated. YouTube University For anybody that can't go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting, YouTube University. I graduated from that university. And then... I didn't know you're alumni as well. Very much so. Nice to meet you. Yes. Um, And I'm not telling the truth about that. I I learned how to do production at school, but I am aware, and I'm saying this to other people, everyone's not going to be able to go to, there might not even be a school to learn broadcasting. Right. So, but the internet is, has everything that you need, but you will have to learn that. 
And I talk about this a lot. Uh, I'm not anti-college, but I am aware that everything doesn't cost $50,000 per semester or for a year of educating. Right. And so I strongly advise YouTube University. There are no studios. They're rare. Now, I have gone into studios and recorded. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they want you to do everything. Record, clean it up. Sometimes you'll have to add music to it if they want that. Yeah. And so being self-contained is important. And one thing you also need to know is that you don't have to have a special voice. Like, I'm really animated in general, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what they're looking for are regular people. Are they? Like, Sean doesn't talk. But he could probably do voiceovers. I don't know what his voice sounds like because we never yeah. hear him. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, Wait, real quick, real quick. Sean, you got to come over here and do the Bond, James Bond. All right? You got to do it. Come on, Sean. Woo! And he's already dressed like James Bond. Bond. James Bond. See? <laughs> See? This man can work. Sean, you got a microphone. I'm going to call you. Because people are always looking for male voices. Wait, is there not a lot of male voice, voice actors? I am at least three to four times a week getting emails from people asking me, do I have any male voice talent? And I have my son. Yeah. Now you can uh, refer Sean Harris. Because this, I know that he can do everything. Mm, That's another thing. Right, right, right. As a business person yeah yeah and you're collaborating with other businesses yeah you want to make sure that you are putting your clients in connecting your clients to people who you actually have worked with and can vouch for because that is your they're they're gonna say tree sent me sean yeah and if sean doesn't bring it like, I know he can. <laughs> you know, they're just going to remember that Tree sent him. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's not about um, Sean, it's about Tree. Right. Yeah. And your name is everything. And, and, and when you're a freelancer, yeah. these ratings, people are rating you and leaving comments about work you've done. And, yeah. Uh, I narrate books on Audible and... I'm not trying to help the clients sell the books, but I get a little sad if I see where no one's down bought the audio book and mm-hmm. this person has and that's not for me to really concern myself right, with. Right, right, right. What I want to give to people isn't necessary. like I want to give I'm going to give them the best voiceover, yeah. but I want them to feel like they really loved working with Tree. And that is the most important thing. Yeah. My word is bond. Mm. delivering on time. Yeah. All of that, you have to really invest in yourself. And so I 100% promote the pay to play. Mm -hmm. There's two sites that are legit. And at the end of this, I'll share my email and people can ask me questions, Mm -hmm. but there are two that I prefer. Yeah. And, um, it's a small investment. Where else am I going to get scripts from? I ha- you, you When you're starting down here, nobody knows you. Yeah. I mean, the people at the station are sending, but I want to work all the time. Yeah. And so I don't want to say it's not easy because I'm having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. 
I do it every day. I do have to give myself some breaks. Yeah. I'm really weird. Like I walk around with scarves on my neck because this is my baby. It is. Why is that weird? In the summer. <laughs> left that out. I don't You're like people fine, running Trey. the You're air <laughs> in the car. Turn the air off, please. Can you turn the air off? Because it's blowing on my throat. Do you do all this? Come over here. Can you turn the air off, please? Yes. <laughs> yeah, keep the voice intensity low. You have to preserve yeah. that thing that is like... You're not gonna. You you need your eyes. <laughs> I do okay? need my eyes. You yes. Are, so you're not gonna do anything. Yeah. You're not gonna I, put I those eyes in jeopardy. Yeah, I need extra insurance on the eyes. Right. Yeah. So it's the same with my voice. Right. right. And it's the same with anything that that you know any kind of creative thing or anything right, that right. we're doing. Yeah. I just my desire for people is that first of all, they figure out what it is they're passionate about mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know. Yeah. I have a child in college and she is mortified that she doesn't know what she wants to do. Yeah. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay too. You're 20 years old. Yeah. That is the biggest, uh, to, like, to say to a kid, pick your major. Pick your major now. At 20, you're like barely finishing one quarter of your life. You know, you, you finish one quarter. You're about to finish one quarter. These are things I would say to my 20-year-old self. Hmm. It's okay, Tree. It's okay to not be a group thinker. It's okay to be weird. It's like just, having your scarf on to protect your right. throat in the summer and whispering to someone in the car to turn off the AC. It is okay. It is okay. And you are going to be okay. Yes. So at 45, I wish that I had more courage mm. when I was my daughter's age. I didn't have the courage to really, I didn't have the courage and I did not have the mindset. And so I took the safety route. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. I think we're all going to get to whatever we're going to get to. But like with ways, you can either follow this directions I'm giving you here or you can take the long way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe uh, that I took the long way. Yeah. But then don't you feel like at 45, you, you put out a lot of young and positive energy. And that's, I've, that's because you've, you've kind of hit your path, like you've, you've found your path. Right. And, you know, I think that would be so cool for, for both your kids to see. You know, like if, if she's 20 in college um, and mortified, um, you can say, hey, like, here's your mama, you know? Here's your mama. These kids don't think <laughs> I'm cool, but you're right. Hey, maybe it's the people who's listening, you know? I... Maybe it's people who's listening think, thinking, oh my gosh, my life is over at 20 because I don't have, I can't, I didn't find out what I, what I no. want to do for the rest of my life. But here, here's Tree at 45. You are just beginning. The just, doors are yeah. just beginning to open for you. Oh, yeah. And there are no limits yeah. to what you can have, do, and become. 
And then if you don't want to do that anymore, stop doing that Mm -hmm. and do what something else. Yeah. You are the narrator. Okay. It's your voice. Yeah. That you need to be listening to, mm-hmm. not someone else's. We yeah. love advice and, and opinions, and yeah. they're great for some t- things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you are writing your story. Yeah. It's all up to you. Mm. Love that. Mm. You hear that, Cravers? You're the narrator. You write your own story. What are you going to write is the question. Mm. I have a manifesto. Mm-hmm. I should have brought it. You should have. It says Tree Taylor. I don't know it by heart, but it says something like Tree Taylor is a world-renowned voiceover talent. She is well-loved and received in Hollywood. Her voice is heard all over the world mm-hmm. on radio, TV, internet. And I just go on and on and on, and I read this to myself. Yeah. That's, I wrote that with my pen. With your pen. And it can happen. It's just a matter of time. I see myself in films, my voice. Radio, I've already done that. Mm. I've got big plans. She's got big plans. And I'm 45, so Mm. I know you got big plans at 20. Yeah. 25. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what if you're living in your mom and dad's basement? Oh, yeah. I wish I had a mom and dad's basement to live. Mm. Take full advantage of that. Yeah. And shout out to parents who support their children, even when it feels kind of scary. It's scary to watch your children, but I feel like it's even more scary to watch them maybe go down a path that I went down Hmm. and not choose what they really want to do and have and be Yeah, on the strength of pleasing others. Hmm. So. Wow. That's a lot of really cool stuff. Um, any last, any last bit you want to say? Any last bit you want to say? You know, to maybe one last sentence to someone who's in their twenties and someone who's in their forties. So Bobby in twenties, what would you say to Bobby? He's he's kind of floating around right now. He's kind of finishing. Maybe he's finishing college. Um, you know, he's looking for a job. He's thinking, oh my gosh, my, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with life. What do you have to tell Bobby? I would like to tell Bobby to at this moment in his life be as selfish as possible. Choose Bobby. Because when you choose Bobby, you're going to enhance everybody else around you. Mm. Choose Bobby. Yeah. It's okay yeah, to Bobby. choose Bobby. Yeah. To the 40, what's the 40? Jane. Year? Jane. Oh, that is, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jane. Jane. <laughs> okay, I'm talking to Jane. Yeah, Jane. Jane, girl, it ain't over, okay? It ain't over. I know what they said, I know what they told you, but it ain't over. It's just beginning. You are 
about to live your best life right now. You're seasoned. You've had a lot of experiences. So now it's time to live. It ain't over. You know what it is now? It's time to ask you what your weekly craving is. So what is, what is your craving, Tree? My craving is that people would be free to just be who they are without the judgment and people trying to change them. I am craving for a world, a space, people. I'm craving to be around people who accept each other as they are and just stop trying to change everybody and learn and grow from people. It's okay that we're not all doing the same thing Mm -hmm. and that there is enough. I want people to know there's enough. I don't have to keep my voice over secrets. There's no secrets. I want to give you everything because there's more than enough out here. I am craving unity in a big way right now because I think that there's more people that have a lot in common than there isn't, and I'm not going to buy into that Mm -hmm. narrative that's being pushed right now. I mean, how did I get here? Mm. On the week, on this weekly, weekly craving, craving. Yeah. Wow. I, we're we're completely three different people. Oh yeah, it's because I don't believe the hype. Mm. Get out of the hype. Mm-hmm. Tree, it's been a pleasure to have you here. You have the floor now to whatever you want to talk about. Tell people what's what's up. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on the gram at Treehouse Productions. Tree is T-R-E-I-H-O-U-S Productions on Instagram. If you do have any questions about how to get into the voiceover realm, you can email me at Tree of Life, T-R-E-I of O-F-L-I-F-E at Gmail. And yeah, I mean, that's where I am. That's where you'll find me. You can hear samples of my work. And I just really want to say thank you to you and Sean for having me and just um, allowing me to experience you guys because y'all are amazing people. You really are. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for doing this for Sacramento. Because you make... You give me hope in Sacramento. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's too much, too much to take. <laughs> it's real. Tree, thank you so much again. Uh, you, you're the sweetest person. <laughs> hmm. I got to I gotta do the... Uh, Come on. Like what I said. I I'm ready. Do, uh, <laughs> I'm a tough producer now. I got some Debbie Allen in right. me. I'm going to do my Bond James Mott. All right. Do I lead you in again? No, or you no, got, I got ooh. it. I got it. Hold on. I got this. 
Bond. James Bond. Cut! It's a wrap. <laughs> he did it. He did it. Thank you, Cravers. Uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, amazing episode of Tree. And um, we'll see you next week. Let's say bye, Tree. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I'm gonna sing us out of here I like to make up songs You didn't ask me what You didn't ask me You didn't ask me What? Something people don't know about me And I actually laid in my bed And was like What is it that people don't know about me? And then I remembered And he didn't ask me But that's okay before we say bye. <laughs> so what is this? What is this thing that you thought about in bed that people need to know about? Well, first of all, I listen to your show. Okay. <laughs> all right. And you ask everybody. Not everyone. Okay. Not everyone. Of, tell everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do your voice. Okay. Tree. So I can do voices really well. Tell everybody something they don't know about you. <laughs> it's real mysterious, like. And then I was going to say, mm. well, when I was in high school, I was in Greece, because Greece is my favorite movie. And, I, and guess who I was? And then you were going to guess who I was. You got to reenact all of this. I have to reenact it? Yeah. Okay. You started it. I'm going to be David again. So tell us, Tree. Tell us something that people don't know about you. And then I was going to say that when I was in high school, I was in the musical Grease, because Grease is my favorite movie, and that I was cast as Rizzo. And then I was going to sing a little bit of the song that Rizzo sang, but you don't even seem to know about Grease. And I'm really disappointed. As a dancer, you should know about the movie Grease. Come on. So should I chime in here? John that, Travolta? I, I know John Travolta. I thought I thought you're still doing my whole like back oh. and forth by yourself. Thing. Oh. But um here, this is this will be our bye. You're gonna sing for us and we'll just whenever you stop singing, we'll kinda fade out of that. Oh. <clears throat> okay. I'm gonna see, I gave you the spotlight. Okay. Let's do some, I better honor Detroit. I'm not gonna sing Grease. With all my heart, I love you, baby. Stay with me and you will see. My arms will hold you, baby. Never leave, cause I believe I'm in love, sweet love. Hear me calling out your name. I feel no shame. I'm in love. I'm done. <laughs> and we're out.